Why yes? Don't mind me, you know, sitting in luxury. Just enjoy the simple sounds, you know. That's it. That's all you could do. Because we got something special today. For real, for real, for real. But I just want to say a few things very quick. I don't know how I can really put this. But we want you to live in luxury, you know. Enjoy the finer things in life. And don't be mad that I appear. I'm not better than you. You just inferior to me. Yeah, you see? See what I said? <laughs> even with the even laughter over the violence. <laughs> Yikes. Come over to chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity, it's just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me But how are we supposed to start the show? We have my... Actually, I knew this guy for over a decade. Reconnected with him at a funeral. Big yikes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know him. That's Cameron. And I, I mean, at the funeral, he was in this black suit. Just like, you know, and it looked like it was about to rain. And he just composed. I was like, I never knew he played violin. I need his number. No one does, actually. So... Welcome to another episode of Everything Cool. I mean, he was just composed. Like, you know, if you see those prime violinists, he just playing like, you know, all the all black. And while people weeping in the background. And I was like, bro, I got a perfect idea for a part. We about to talk about, you know, high society things, fancy living, living a life in luxury. You feel me? I got on a suit today, fancy bow tie. I wanted this to be a black or white. Tire fair, but I couldn't find none of them. So this is powerful. Yeah, I had to make it me. So, and let me allow you to introduce yourself, sir. Okay, powerful. Um, my name is Cameron Pratt. Um, I'm a violinist on a good day. I, I'm not a violinist every day, but I'm a violinist mm. on a good day. Um, yeah. Um, stuff. Yeah. Like when you even start playing the violin. I, very, very late. When you when we first met in because we knew each other from gentlemen's club days. Yeah. Right? Um, back then I had no musical inclination whatsoever mm. because the last time I did a music class was in grade seven. And all the way up until grade twelve, I didn't dabble in music whatsoever. But magically in grade twelve, an interest in classical music developed out of thin air. Literally out of thin air. Interesting. So by the time I was ready to graduate, it came to a point where I was like, I want to learn to play an instrument. But I was very I was very focused on playing something that wasn't a part of the Bahamian norm. So I wanted to play something out of the way. Like This is definitely not a part of the Bahamian norm. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, 
brass and woodwind instruments weren't necessarily speaking to me, so I had to go outside the box and think about this. But at the time, I was like, I want to learn how to play the violin or something to that effect. Yeah. But I didn't know of any means to play that because, like we know, string instruments aren't necessarily a part of Bahamian society. So I didn't know anywhere where I could find that out. So my first semester of COB, now UB, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, I told one of my friends that I wanted to play the violin and I wanted to get into it. It just so happened that she had one in her attic that no one used. used. Wow. She gave it to me. And if you just sit down, when I took this home, I literally spent about the rest of the week just holding this in my hands, trying to decipher it, just looking at it, basically. And that was the catalyst for me to basically start teaching myself because I'm actually self-taught. Wow. Before we even get completed in that story, because we have many levels to break down, because, again, I want to say this. I'm, I, it's, it's not that I'm superior to you. You're just inferior to me. This is very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> but before, after, like, you know, we have a segment on it. Well, I didn't even properly introduce myself. I am the Negus of Nassau, St. Anton Alexander, Lord Jalen Willard. Accompanied by the self-taught violinist Cameron Pratt, we also have the party in the backyard in the background. That's it. That's it. We got. We got. He's out of practice. We have Mr. Buth the Don. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And then we also have PG Giovanni, aka PG, aka PG One Three, aka. Your favorite non-bay, a.k.a. Hidden in Plain Sight, a.k.a. Too Many A.k.a.'s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. And then, you know, as a part of everything cool, we always have a segment called the Bamian Word Phrase or Saying of the Day. And since you are our guest today, we'll give you that opportunity to choose what's that phrase, saying, or word going to be. Interesting. Um... My, I overheard someone saying the same saying earlier today. I don't know how I ended up being in a situation to hear it, but mm -hmm. someone brought up something. Is um, tell me, you have to tell me if this is a Bahamian saying. Um, hard hair don't make no don't make good soup. That is a Bahamian, right? Person. I haven't yeah. heard that in ages. But yeah. I, I, being raised, my mommy probably said that to me like two thousand times already, but mm -hmm. I haven't heard that mm -hmm. at all recently. Indeed. So hard hair don't make good soup. So tell us, tell us. Uh, International audience, what that means exactly. What the hell does that mean? Shoots. Um, <laughs> that would, mind you, they say it over and over again, but you don't necessarily pay attention sometimes to what it means. But I mean, you can think about that saying in relation to being stubborn and not listening to people mm -hmm. and something along the lines of if you don't listen, you'll feel things like that. Mm -hmm. So, That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, basically, well, in the States, they have a hard head made, made a soft backside. So that's our version. That's why I was saying, you know, when you said it, I was like, that's very vain. Like, hard head don't make good soup. Right. So, you know, if you don't listen, you can feel. Right. So it's like, you know, whatever. Please, you look like you have something to say. No, go ahead. Okay. So whatever, how you interpret it, you got to listen to your parentals. You got to listen to the elders. Yeah, elders. When you're giving you... Good wisdom, or else when you basically make your mistakes or make poor decisions, you're gonna feel right. You know, hard and make good soup because you're gonna be in that soup all mixed up and ready and cooked, literally. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all around there. 
<laughs> because like actually you use the worst parts of things or when things but the spoil you either use it to make bread or make soup so mm-hmm. yeah you don't want to be in that position but okay so let's get back to this self-taught stuff because the violin represents is an emblem of high society you know and that's why I guess prevalent in our society we will never think about a violin particularly being Bahamian right because yeah. it's a privileged instrument yeah, yeah like I say when I when I first wanted to get into the instrument I didn't know of anyone mm. who was really involved in this type of stuff because so, uh, Bahamian society is primarily made of things that you find a junk canoe brass woodman and all that stuff and mm-hmm. to me it feels Our like it's great yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah radio but if it's not a part of that it's basically percussionist a, yeah 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems yeah. like everything except strings are yeah. involved in Bahamian society. Um, and it's interesting coming across people from time to time who, every time I come across someone, nine times out of ten, I can expect them to not ever witness or hear a violin live before. Mm. That's, how some, that's how majority of the situations I get myself into end up. So majority of the time, I might walk into a room, start practicing, and literally everyone just stops what they're doing and watch. And sometimes it catches me off guard because it's just like, I, I'm not that special. I, I, I thought y'all heard this type of stuff before. I, I, I'm, not that, I'm not that special. Now, but bro, you hold the secrets to high society in this, bro. Well, you know, like, that's a conversation starter for anybody, bro. You go anywhere and you lay a violin, you start playing. Just, that, but like, even when you was warm, I was like, bro, if you just can lick, Couple of notes we could with that or whatever. So, you know, um, yeah, I think that's what makes people halt and stop. And it's like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's interesting. That same thing, people, I imagine that people are genuinely as curious as I was in the very beginning. I imagine everyone who sees a violin for the first time is equally as curious. And mm. nine times out of 10, I spend a lot of time just telling people how the instrument functions and all that good stuff. Mm. So... Interesting. So, well, initially, actually, you brought it up earlier in our part of our high society because we did meet in a very illustrious club that talked about the high society and high living. Ooh. Actually, we went to one of our events was a piano recital. Like was, we went to it was then, several then, actually several music related recital things. Yeah, because we went to a jazz concert. But I think the first one was when we went to the piano recital at the Governor General's house. Right. Yeah. Which I, it was long. I think a lot of us were asleep. <laughs> now, granted, even though I was interested in classical music, yeah. I wasn't interested to the point where things like that were taking over my soul and stuff like that. So yeah. I was falling asleep just like the rest of y'all. I yeah, yeah. barely can even remember what happened that night. That's how. Bro, like, it was like all of us, because, you know, part of like being in gentlemen's club like you know it's gentlemen for anybody who doesn't know gentlemen's club is a youth bahamian youth program dedicated to enhancing the bahamian male uh the bahamian boy taking him from boy to my giving him you know showing them different etiquettes as it pertains to how to dine how grooming how to present yourself business how to cater to women you know you don't shake their hand like this but you treat their hand like a flower and you daintily hold it. And then you're among, you know, a host of other things. But, 
you know, part of our events was we didn't just have like workshops. We went to events so we could sort of be immersed in how to act in public. So um, obviously we will get everything was a tie and button on event, no matter what. Yeah, that was stressful. <laughs> that was stressful. I mean, I didn't like it because it is like, you know, like growing up, seeing my dad and going to church and that, I was like, wait, it's right up my alley. Yeah. So tie button down long pants event so you know it was it was like seven years at that time our year was 2010 yeah i think it's like seven years so imagine 70 black young men (laughs) and ties going to this event so you know um how many people came from your school uh i think me ashley ashton I think it was three or four. Okay. On Ariel, yeah, it's four. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Only and then y'all sat just me and Shaquille. No, 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 not sat. Wait, sat. Oh no, you didn't go to sat? No, it came from CV. Oh. Whoa. Uh, no. <laughs> the violin has that much of an influence on that. Uh, wow. Why I thought for the longest you you okay. No, it was like two hundred now, mind you, it was two hundred or so of them from Sock. So. Yeah, Sock had like twenty, twenty of them or something. It like was that. just me and Shaquille from C V. Okay. And you was like CV's head boy. Yeah, man, on a good day. <laughs> a good day. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, so like it slowly coming back. So it was like, you know, we would go to these events. and But to wrap up that point, we was introduced to high society where it was like, okay, we used to one level of society. Now we going up to the upper echelon to where you can see tanks like this. It didn't look weird. And we don't know how to ingratiate ourselves with these norm, like, you know, ballroom dancing. Which we actually had classes learning how to ballroom dance. Oh, that was a time. (laughs) And all these other things. But I just want to say again, it's not that I make, I'm superior to you. It's just that you feel inferior to me. That's it. (laughs) This saying so bad. This is funny. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but tell us about. how some of those lessons need to be like wh- how do you see modern day times like understanding like what we when we was coming up what we learned and how like time so much changed now like you know it's a lot of young people don't really know about etiquette and fine dining and things of that nature it, it, it's interesting thinking about it mm. because so much time has transpired between then um a whole decade well yeah. more than a decade. more more yeah. more and thinking about all the things, we, we learned a lot of stuff there. And it's interesting because when I go places and whatnot, sometimes I don't necessarily see those same things reflected, right? Mm-hmm. Now, going back to what I think it means to be a gentleman and stuff like that, right? What we learned. I think something that can encompass a lot of the things that we learned is being considerate. Mm. Now... There's a lot of things that we learned under that, but I think being considerate is an umbrella term. What I mean by that is, for example, one of the things we learned is being punctual, like going out of your way to always be punctual, right? Mm-hmm. And that's being considerate based on the other person and the obligation that you made, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being considerate for ladies, that chivalry and all that stuff. Eh, I see that so-so nowadays. I think Bahamian men in general are getting a little bit distanced from the concept of chivalry. A little? 
I think it'd been a lot. I, I try to be conservative. Try to be. Conservative. I think it was a little when we was in high school ten years ago. <laughs> try to be yeah, conservative. So like you know. Yeah, but there are some you, you see that on occasions when you go out to different events and whatnot, and you see how men are caring for their ladies and whatnot. But uh-huh. it's not a it's not a common thing that I see nowadays. Mm. Now. Can't don't necessarily say what the cause of it. You might be able to fill me in on that. I mean, the cause of it probably maybe it's it's a lot of things. You know, um, I think that's just our culture in general. I mean, not just our culture because our culture is compared to other people's culture, we're a little bit more friendlier. Mm. But as it pertains to chivalry and men and things of that, it's like you know, it's a lot of fakers out there. Yeah. Because some people would say, oh, I'm a gentleman. Some men would say I'm a gentleman, but you don't show traits of such mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, you know, when it comes to, I guess, well, image and not just solely just image. Because, yeah, you could put on a nice suit, but your actions speak louder than what you say. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then because of social media teaching people now and things like that just as simple as i get complimented by women just by helping them down the stairs like extending my hand yeah that was a whole other yeah. thing i was thinking about yeah. too like something as simple as Open at least doors. for me something yeah. as simple as you know like when you're walking out the door of a convenience store somewhere 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 and someone is right behind you it's sort of second nature for us to keep the door open for them as we're walking out if they're like right behind us and not letting the door slam in their face mm-hmm. now sometimes i feel to me i feel as if that's a gentleman trait because there have been multiple occasions when i've seen people men literally let the door slam in the woman's face mm-hmm. which catches me completely off guard sometimes because i thought that that was something like a unspoken rule type of thing and to me, it's just interesting the smaller things that could show off how gentlemen like you are in certain situations, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what, PG, what you think about that, per se, <laughs> as far as um, the social, do you think it's just because, I don't know. I don't even really know what you can say, say why that is, to be I, honest. I think overall, I think in general, I guess, being our brothers and sisters keeper in the world, yeah. we lost a lot of that too. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Just courteousness in general. A lot of people just lost their manners. I don't know if manners being taught anymore because a lot of times, a lot of people don't even say good morning to you passing on the street and stuff like that. I think it goes down to the rudimentary fundamentals of all these things that we lost our way in culture, you know? Mm-hmm. And everything, a lot of things been normalized, not to be necessarily outwardly rude, mm-hmm. but almost like passively rude, right? It's been so normalized where it's just so accepting that mm-hmm. you don't got to do all, like I say, saying good morning, like he said, keeping the door open and stuff like that. And it ain't like you got to like stick this in the heads of our young men and our young women or whatever that, but it's just like being able to be empathetic, being able to be your brother and sister keeper, you know what I'm trying to say? Looking out for one another. You just don't do that in society no more. Everything just become closed off inside and not really want to bother with other people. That's okay. it. Or so want to be bothered too. Yeah. You think it's because we have become more antisocial? I, and we la- interact with each other on a physical level. It, 
going on the point where he was talking about with people saying good morning and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a violinist, I tend to be contacted to do events over Paradise Island and whatnot. So I get to mix and mingle with a lot of tourists and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I'm one of those people who was always raised with a natural tendency to say good morning, good afternoon to anyone who I meet and whatnot, who I'm walking past. So a good portion of the time I'm walking past these people, I, I go on my way to say good morning and they basically pretend as if I don't exist. And it catches me off guard because although they are tourists and whatnot, right? I would mm -hmm. expect something like that to be common courtesy, to expect someone to at least respond right. to something like that. And I don't know if it's necessarily something that is specific to Bahamians being raised with that nature to go out of their way to do that. But yeah. Yeah. For real. Because I would say, you know, um, and... There's another story that includes Buford, <laughs> which we have these conversations. No, but we say, like, when we go on Clubhouse and they're seeing how, like, the men, like, I, like different culture, I ain't gonna say word culture because I ain't want you to come for me, but yes. different cultural cultures, the, the sexes interact with each other differently, like, how we do. It's really rooted in the yelling and the screaming and being disrespectful to each other. Wow. Whereas it's like, you know, we won't yell at a woman or if a woman or like we having a debate, we tell the woman, yo, shut up, yo, shut up. Or whatever. It's like, how we ain't gonna do that. It's like, okay, the lady gets loud, but you be like, all right, do we have it? Or if it's really something very contentious, we're like, all right, so this, like, all right, we say, like, yo, relax, why are you screaming? Or mm -hmm. if the duel gets out of character, other men would say, yo, like. You taking this too serious? Like, to do, yeah, calm down. Like the situation, and that's something I mean. Like, or Justin say, yo, they have on on clubhouse. Like some of the dudes, you they'll um they'll ask for a certain point, and the females will start to begin like their you know their, their viewpoints on certain things, and it's like <laughs> do some just like overtake them or just their voice just just mm -hmm. drown them out. Like, yeah. come on, man. I mean, like I'm sure like when you um grow up like in the homes and stuff like that, our parents taught us stuff like that, but not I'll see. To see how society is going now, I mean, that just, that just wow me, you know? And I, that's something we need to try to correct in these day and time, you know? Yeah, indeed. But I really think it's because in the home, people wasn't raised in a particular family dynamic. Yeah. And then also, if they was, they was always in the house. They wasn't interacting with people to become Outside social and develop proper social skills. Yeah. yeah. I, sort of, I consider myself to be somewhat of a victim of that. I was sort of <laughs> sheltered growing up. I will admit that to okay. a degree. So. Yeah, I mean, but it ain't necessarily always always a shelter because Justin started to mention it earlier too. And yeah. I hate to admit it. Every time I have to admit this, I hate to admit it too because I am the media, but social media does play a big role in it. Yeah, obviously. Because you meet people it. virtually. I ain't got to say Too good much, morning. Right. Yeah. Like your post. And you don't go through all of those... Um, nuances when you online with yeah. somebody. A lot of times you text somebody, you just see they started something and you just respond. You ain't even mm -hmm. saying, hey, good morning, how you doing? I'll be honest. You don't do it in text. Yeah, I'll be honest with <laughs> right. some of my closest people, some of my closest friends and whatnot. I don't go through all that. I just right. ask the question right there and then and just mm -hmm. get down to business. And that's fair because I mean, y'all are on that level. Y'all yeah. have that situation and our relationship mm -hmm. too. But with stuff like that, sometimes that has helped you. Actually, when I say help, I mean, it actually starts to normalize it in your own mind like yeah. all right you it becomes so routine that you actually forget to go about it with other people you see and sometimes a lot of us are victims of that so that's unfortunate too i mean even sometimes when you talking to people business-wise some people don't even 
like these normal things that's supposed to be going for normal conversations, they don't even care over the business etiquette. And sometimes people just be catch off guard. Like if the customer being polite to a business person, it's like as a business person, you should know how to be able to relate to your customers and be like on that level too, you know? They be get they be cat like caught off guard, like, right, you really going through all the small talk, just get to the business. And it's like mm-hmm. Yeah, because I the, hate small talk when it's like from me and you ain't really never spoke in person. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to slop up in my DM. <laughs> like, tell me what you want. Or whatever. But and then, yeah, but you always come in and people <laughs> always come in and asking something where it's like me and you ain't I don't want to put nobody in blast, but mm-hmm. Me and you never meet, but you asking me this outrageous request. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, like, okay. And people be too familiar. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't really know. Okay, yeah, we interact and like each other posts and laugh and share jokes. But it's like, I don't really know you. Right. Oh, oh basically, social media, we just a bunch of avatars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Avatars, like, okay, non-moving faces, but is a response or a video or things like that. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But speaking about being social, though, before he ready getting, oh, I like that. <laughs> but I know since you say when you walk into the room and you be like, this grabs people's attention. I know this is the woman getter, too. Got to be. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Plead the fifth eight. Yeah, yeah. You, you, no, you even have an answer. You could just strum. You could, you could definitely say that. Um, there have been a handful of occasions where I, some people, I've gotten this compliment a lot. Apparently, uh-huh. there have been situations where I walk in the room. Apparently, I walk because I am a decent player. Sometimes I tend to walk in the room with a bit of. Bravura, apparently. <laughs> so sometimes I just pull up, set up, go to town. Next thing you know, homegirl coming to be asking me all my business and stuff. Like that. And I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, thanks. Good. Yeah, good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm, especially because you not only you play the violin, but you also you work at the airport too, right? Yeah. I, I all this business of places. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of places. Yeah, I work a lot of places. I mean, at the airport. Um, uh-huh. Certain one of the things that actually caused a little bit of confusion earlier this morning is that I'm actually an aviation enthusiast, right? Okay. I run a YouTube channel dedicated to aviation and whatnot, right? Mm. And sometimes pa- not below, pianist, right? violinist, and aviation. Influence. I mean, I do. Well, I teach. I, just, too. I teach. Yeah. I teach the violin. I, do I just messed it up. <laughs> yeah. Aviation enthusiast. What else? What else you do? I mean, I, I'm an IT specialist. He's an IT specialist. You uh, you see everything, and then with the is, and then I teach the wooden box. That's and, he, it. And, he, and he's a teacherist, Teacher. even though that ain't a word. <laughs> you can be on a good day. Uh, <laughs> that's a long bio. Real. Yeah. Um. It's it's random smaller stuff under that, but let's just keep it up there. Okay. Just, yeah. But one of the things one of the things being an aviation enthusiast, right? Not to tangent off the topic, but mm. what was the topic to begin with? Yikes. So one of the reasons why I had issues today is because I because I'm an, I'm actually paid to be an aviation enthusiast and run my YouTube channel. So Oh wow. Yeah. So, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh yikes. <laughs> yeah. So very special plane was uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. 
I don't even know how I got on this topic. A very special plane was here. Mm. And it came yesterday, was supposed to leave yesterday, didn't. And then I got word that the plane was leaving for one o'clock. So I had to pull stunts to get out there because the, the following that I have, they are very adamant about me catching special things when it comes. So mm. that plane really comes here, even though it's sort of common in the area, but it really comes here. Probably don't know when it's going to come back. So I had to go out there and catch that. So. Some, All right. Some type of rush. We need to get it. into that more, yeah. but before we take a commercial break, bless the atmosphere. Once again. Once again. <laughs> oh, right. Because yeah. <laughs> I want to say, it's not that we are superior to you. It's just that you are inferior to us. Let that vibration go in your soul. See what he's saying? This is your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willard from Everything Cool. And this episode is sponsored by uh, Nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool, feel free to email us at theoriginalpeoplenetwork at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs on Instagram at the Original People Network or on Facebook, the Original People Network. Now back to your scheduled programming. Would you actually pull up to a girl house and start playing? Would I? Because <laughs> I? Oh, I? Uh, I sent you some links. Yeah, like, yeah I, I saw the links. I watched them and went done, right? I watched them. Oh, um, man, we can put the links. I, I sent in the link to when Ed and Eddie was playing outside of Nas' house. And then when Tom was playing, was was Yeah, I forget. Was That's not the violin. Um, the cello. A, no, you mean the one? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Double bass. Yeah, that was a double bass. Yeah. What, what, give me something to play now. No. Flashing no. lights. Who? <laughs> <laughs> give me some. Let me think of something, bud. Um, I got an You was playing Beat It. Was I? Yeah, yeah. No, you playing. No, Billy Jean. Yeah. You record it? I'm gonna say this again. It's not that we're superior to you, but it's just that you're inferior to us. 
And we're back. <laughs> and I'm going to say this again. It's not that we're superior to you. It's just that you're inferior to us. <laughs> That's about it. But welcome back to Everything Cool. Um, so we brought the, he brought up something very interesting that I did not know prior to us sitting down. Let's talk about this this um, airplane brand before we get back into Cleo right, right there. Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. Pardon me. Are you going to bring him? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Back to the cool. So tell us about um, your brand, the airplane brand, and where people can find you. And we can put... All of that in the lower third in the description below. Rightio. So um, now, granted, a handful of people know me on the island for being a pretty decent violinist or whatnot, mm-hmm. right? Um, I do a lot of weddings with hotels and whatnot through word of mouth because I'm apparently a decent player, right? Mm-hmm. But that isn't the brand that I'm actually known for. What I'm actually known for, quote unquote, internationally is being an aviation enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a thing that happened. There's a lot of aviation enthusiasts around the world, people who are just fascinated by planes. We know that person who's fascinated by cars, fascinated by boats, birds, and whatnot, right? And there's a niche of people who are fascinated by planes. Um, one of the things that makes us stand out is that we're the people who go out to the airport on a regular basis and keep track of things that are coming in and out of the country. Well, planes that are flying in and out of the country, special events that are happening around the airport, like pilot retirements and things like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So it started a long time ago. It started before my interest in playing the violin. I was a small, I was interested in aviation from a very young age. You used to be the one too. You always used to be on flight simulator. Yeah, I still do that today. Everyone, <laughs> everyone knows me for that too. That's, That's a whole the, other story. Right, right. right. Oh, a whole man. other story. I'm trying to get a new one that's coming out, man. You, you don't have it yet? Nah, I got it. Yeah, no, X is like 2010. Yeah, so X, we're, on, we're on 2020 now. Yeah. Right. I got to get Definitely that. need to get. Right. Um, yeah. But. Some of that is on my channel too, mind you. But um, started you started a YouTube channel in two thousand nine, just because I had an interest. I wanted to post. I went on a trip to Exuma, and I was like, I have access to the internet at this point. I mean, start a YouTube channel. So two thousand nine, I posted a video, and around like a couple of years later, I had access to my own transportation. So one of the things my dad always used to do when we were young was taking us out to the airport on a regular basis, almost every Sunday and whatnot, right? I wanted to keep that same thing going once I got a car. So that was my ritual. And then at some point I got a decent camera and around the same time I got a decent camera, a lot of foolishness and special stuff started appearing around the airport. So I started taking it upon myself to go out there and document these things happening. Nowadays, I started off really small back then, but nowadays my channel has grown to having over, I'm this close to 30, 5,000 subscribers at this point. You heard that? 35,300. Hey, that's good, yo. That's good. On a good, on a good day. On a good day. It's, it, it's, not, it's all right. But okay. yeah. And you actually get paid to do this. Yeah. At this point, it, 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 it's, so, it's so much people following me and so much interaction on my channel that, that's end, that ends up happening. I think for me, my channel really blew up because in 2016, I think, do you remember on the news that JetBlue had an emergency landing here sometime back then with a nose gear failure? Um, okay, great. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so great. So basically, I was home when 
I heard that the emergency was happening. I made it out to the airport just in time to catch the emergency taking place. I recorded the whole plane landing and actually landing on its nose because the nose gear failed, it would not, right? <laughs> and my channel blew up based on that one video because that video alone to this day has about 8.7 million views. Wow. Nice. So, yeah. So, again, I'm, although I'm known for this, majority of the pe majority of people locally and internationally know me for being into planes mm -hmm. and documenting mm -hmm. them and things of that nature. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And what's the name of your channel? Oh, yeah. Cameron MD80. So what? Cameron MD80. Cameron. Yeah, C-A-M-E-R-O-N MD80. Yeah, so, we get... sound like a plane name. <laughs> MD80 is actually a plane. My right. favorite plane. That okay. sounds like a plane number. Yeah. All right, all right. So did you was we here for when Air Drake came in? I was here. Yeah, I caught I caught his first visit. Okay. I caught Oh yeah, thinking about Air Drake now. He he's We didn't have the legends on the podcast. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I caught Air Drake the first time he visited Nassau. I caught Air Drake the third time he visited Nassau because Damn, the second time he visited Nassau, he came at night and left at night, which was a fault of his own because he was actually supposed to leave in the day. But Drake is the type of person who sidetrack. As an aviation enthusiast, there's tracking websites that we can use to follow where planes is and see where they're going, where they're coming from, when they're scheduled to leave, where they're coming from, all these extra information, right? Mm. Drake, on this particular day, was scheduled to leave around 5 o'clock in the evening. Mm. Tell me why he left 10 o'clock at night. So <laughs> it, it, that's a whole other interesting thing about being an aviation enthusiast. We go out of our way to document these things happening and some cases. I feel like we're talking to the FBI every day. <laughs> like just how you say, Drake was supposed to leave at this time. What he did? Well, go ahead. That being, um, right. what was I saying? What was I saying? As a, as a aviation enthusiast, we, we document these we things. We document a lot mm -hmm. of these things happening, but sometimes it's not guaranteed that we will catch these things happening. Like today, mm. the thing was supposed to leave out today. It's a private jet, so it wasn't going to... They leave on their own time. Private people move on their own time. So, supposed to leave out yesterday evening. Didn't pull a stunt until later on today. And as I was hit, as people were updating me that this whole thing were ha was happening, I was just like, okay, how am I going to fit this in? Because this needs to happen. I need to catch this. There's no excuse for me not to catch this. Mm. So... Yeah, and then hopefully my subscribers appreciate that I try to make it happen for them. And yeah, indeed, indeed. So this mine is a what, ladies? Oh, by the way, by the way, oh, here we go again. No, no, don't worry about that. Just talking about. Um, although I'm on YouTube, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, Cameron MD80 again. A right, few. Um, I post a good portion of my violin, violin-related content on Instagram, but mainly my aviation stuff. Goes on YouTube. Okay, right. cool. Now, ladies, this man should be married by the end. It's a real renaissance. <laughs> I see Grace you again, right? Because you know, I gotta have my voice over the violins. But he is. This is I. I know what Cameron does outside of all the great things he does. <laughs> But he should be mine. True Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah. True Renaissance man. He got 35,000 subscribers. He worked for himself. And not only on top of that, that's a true statement, right? He works for himself. Content creator in the Bahamas. 
and your page monetized and YouTube cut you check. Mm-hmm. He said yes to all of them. That's and funny. not only that, <laughs> he got the violin. I mean. Now you you this is his first girl. And you could be a second girl, but the second, the first girl could please the second girl. See what they saying? Radio. <laughs> so let's talk about you using this being a uh are you would you say you are a romantic? Am I? Are, would you say you're romantic? <laughs> I consider myself to be very romantic. However, uh-huh. I tend to be very standoffish when it comes to being romantic with this. Mm. In a sense that because I'm self-taught, I am very super critical of my own playing, right? Mm-hmm. I won't necessarily go out of my way to play some, for someone. Okay. I'd rather someone ask me to play for them in mm. that sense. So there have been occasions where I've, where I've played for women before just going out of my way but that that took a lot of effort for me to muster up the courage to do that that isn't something i would just yeah that's i don't i agree with you you shouldn't just pull it out you should just like you know yikes but anyway i i make a pause no pause there you shouldn't just pull it out you should just show it say be like wait yeah, I could do is this, hmm. but you like you know just for special occasions. Right. Yeah, you got to prove like, you shouldn't have forced worthy. it on someone. Right. Just be like, yeah, I feel like playing violin today. Yeah, it's it's a whole better impression when it just when it just flows. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even when we're talking about first impressions and whatnot, when it comes to performing and stuff like this, I've been contacted on multiple on many occasions to play for dinners and what stuff whatnot, right? And mm-hmm. um, it's always interesting to be the person who sort of lights up. If there's a couple who's actually having a dinner, it's very interesting to see the lady light up in that mm-hmm. situation, seeing a violinist there for that occasion, and then seeing them sort of melt when their quote-unquote favorite song starts playing and all right. that good stuff. Mm. Right. Very interesting. So to shift on, um, as I sent them before this, I sent them a few links mm-hmm. to some iconic cartoons where they were playing music. Outside, I, I, I was supposed to get into some of that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever been? Have you did any engagement shoots? Or, yes. Okay, so how? A lot. Okay, so what was that? Nice. What that, what's that like? And then, would you, let's say, to impress a lady, would you play in front of a house? And if you, t- I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. was, was she impressed? Was she impressed? Yes, it was a. Now I'll tell you the most grand situation. Okay, let's go, and then I, we can go to the engagement stories right. too. <laughs> I, I no, Saudi Arabia. Um, so, hold on, this one. I wasn't there. I didn't okay, go over right, there. Right, right. What? No, was like, one of the princes of Saudi Arabia was visiting. Mm. I, I think it was it was at Bahama, huh. and it was a very last minute situation where he wanted to be engaged to homegirl, and I went there. I didn't know what the situation was. All I knew was that there was one song I needed to get right. Nothing else. Just get that one song right. And what song that was? Uh, Must be some Arabian song. It was, it was something out of the way. Right. But okay. it was a very classically influenced song. It's a very romantic, classically influenced song, right? All right. Um, I went there. All this stuff started unfolding on the spot. They told me to be here, go under that window, just start playing. <laughs> and I did that. The, now, homeboy was downstairs near me. She was upstairs in the bedroom by herself. Mm-hmm. I started playing, 
And she came down to the balcony. Of course, it has to be a balcony. It has to be fancy and all this stuff. <laughs> you came down to the balcony. She immediately starts breaking down crying. Oh, and I'm confused because I was like, am I doing it right? <laughs> and then he comes out the woodworks, um, kneeling down in front of me. She breaks down even worse. And happily ever after, I hope. But yeah, that was a really... This man not only is a violinist and an aviation specialist, you know, not an aviation enthusiast. On a good day, yes. <laughs> on a good day. He also brings people together. Right. Yeah. So, so we, we can even tie and tie you the, the love enhancer. Right. <laughs> this is very, very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope Prince play, paid you royally. Yeah, <laughs> royally and handsomely. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, wasn't expect, I wasn't expecting how he helped, how he accommodated me in that situation mm. I was right but that actually happened being in those situations where play for dinners and playing for those engagements happens a lot mm -hmm. um the tourists in particular they do that a lot i play if i play i play about 30 percent engagements to 70 percent weddings mm. well i wouldn't even say 70 percent. i'll say 65 percent weddings and five percent funerals okay because okay. again that's how we got to yeah yeah change contacts yeah. yeah well you got him on the five percent yeah, that's, that's universe time. Like, listen, he was literally that's time um, in the universe. Yeah, what's, what's that from graveyard name? Um, Lakeview, Lakeview on top of Lakeview. Uh -huh. While it's like sort of drizzling rain, oh, and like the sky gray, and them all black just strumming. Right, I was like, gotta get you on the board. And that was, <laughs> and granted, that was a stressful situation because not to give everyone a lesson in how to play the violin, right? Uh -huh. But I don't want to dabble too deep in it, right? But Go ahead, bro. Go, I just gonna Actually, he's playing Go in Christchurch Cathedral first. Just yeah. humming away. And then so the aesthetic of him playing with the stainless glass, like in the background and the ambience of the Catholic Now, granted, church. I really wanted to play in the front yeah. by the thing, right? But mm -hmm. the lady who actually contacted me to do the funeral, she was very adamant about me being in the corner. Just being in the corner, just letting the music do all the work. So okay. I would have wanted to be in front, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but granted, I the difference between me playing at the cathedral and playing at Lakeview was night and day as far as how I play. Because mm -hmm. one of the qualities about the violin is, unlike brass instruments and whatnot, mm -hmm. we don't actually do the work. The violin plays itself in the mm -hmm. sense of we coax the bow into doing what we actually want, but the bow has to actually be responsible for making it happen. In the sense that if I, I hope the microphones don't, don't distort from this, but no, no, if I, I press right. into the string to try and force something out, things oh, like yeah, that happen, I add, right? I could add a different. Yeah. Go Versus ahead. if I let the bow just naturally do all the work itself, Things so like that happen, right? Better. So one of the consequences of that is that I'm not forcing the bow into the string. Mm -hmm. So if I play in a situation where there's heavy wind, mm -hmm. the bow, the wind will be actually strong enough to lift the bow off the string. And I was struggling with that the entire time at the funeral because that wind was yeah. ridiculous. Chicken. But so it's like a light touch you have to have, basically. Yeah, I, I, I guess you could say it's a light touch. But again, it's all about letting the violin do all the work. The violin knows what it needs and how it needs it to be done all you have to do is basically to be the person to say hey i need you to do this i'll give you an example another example so 
if Ivan has a string, the bow has a natural tendency to bounce, right? Mm -hmm. If you try to force the bounce, chances are it's going to be very uncoordinated, right? So, uh, but the bow, since it has a natural tendency to bounce, and to play efficiently and effectively, you have to make that sound instead of doing that. Yeah. This is a very skillful instrument. It's a, the it's more a, you know. <laughs> it's a very skillful instrument because the thing that makes a violin difficult mm -hmm. is that playing it goes completely against the body's natural mechanics. So you spend a lot of your early years learning how to counteract those natural nuances of your body to make mm -hmm. it work with a violin. Example, mm -hmm. this is a ball and socket joint here, right? Yes. So that means that our arms have a natural tendency to move in a circular or spherical motion, right? right. For a beginner, when, they, when we tell them to put the bow on the string and draw it, this ends up happening. If you can see the bow moving, yeah. it's going all over the place like this, right? Right, right? But in order to get a proper efficient sound out of the violin, you have to draw the bow in an exact straight line perpendicular to the string. And that requires my arm to be pushed out like this, mm. which takes years to naturally be able to do. Mm. And you learn all this on your own? University of YouTube, I guess. Wow. That's it. That's crazy. That's it. <laughs> University of YouTube this teaches YouTube a lot of all around. Because he basically gives us a lesson this right now. is YouTube's MVP. <laughs> YouTube MVP. He learned his skill on YouTube. Ah, now he has doing the aviation videos on YouTube yeah. too? Come on. It, it, wow. It's a lot of hands-on experience because, I mean, I, I learned the basics off of YouTube, but then I was exposed to a lot of different things that a lot allow me to get hands-on experience. Like mm -hmm. about two years later, after I started learning, I got involved with the Bahamas National Symphony Orchestra. Right. Um, at the time, I was nowhere near capable of playing along with them. Mm -hmm. So I spent a good portion of my time shadowing the string section. A couple of years later, I started getting involved in playing with them. Nice. And over time, my technique and skill got a little bit better to the point where people started noticing. I got in... That because I started getting noticed a lot, that caused me to be invited to do different things like weddings and whatnot. Right. And things progressed and progressed to the point where oh, I'm, I, I, I won't say that I'm one of the sought after violinists and whatnot, but I do get contacted quite a lot to do weddings and different events and whatnot. Because I was going to say, what, what is the common reception when you meet someone who's classically trained in the violin? Like how... Do they look at you like, hmm, I don't know if you're doing this right or... Oh, oh, that yeah. type of Well, I'll put yeah. it like this. I think this should be a very easy concept to understand. If you sound good, you sound good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So, it, it's not for me, it's not necessarily a situation of going to all that extra detail saying that I'm self-taught or whatnot, right? Yeah. If I pull up to, where, to wherever I am and I start playing, if... I sound decent, people will pick up on that. I've had criticism, I wouldn't say criticism, but I've had feedback from several internationally acclaimed violinists because there was, oh, that was a powerful situation thinking about it. <laughs> there was a situation where uh -huh. I was doing a wedding, right? Uh, yeah. This person wasn't involved with the wedding. They was just walking past. Uh. And it just so happened that this person was a world-renowned violinist, <laughs> violinist who even I knew of. 
So I was stressed the hell out being Mm -hmm. in this situation because I was playing classically trained violinists, mind you, they were. And I was playing a classically trained piece that they are quite familiar with because they played that on multiple occasions, recorded internationally with that, right? And after the whole thing, they stayed the the good portion of the wedding, right? Mm -hmm. After I was done, all two of us sort of had this inclination to talk to each other. He stayed, I stayed, all two of us started talking to each other. And he just started going off about how great of a tone I have. And I was just like, I guess I've arrived. I, I've sounded talking about I guess I've arrived. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. You yes. haven't done any recitals? I was supposed to do one this year. I was supposed to do one this year, but I, some, a, a few things didn't work out in reference to actually doing that recital. I'm hoping to do it in the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also need to get a new violin because Chloe is sort of getting sick. Mm. So I need to start getting a backup for certain Mm. situations. Yeah. Tell me about the bows of the violin now. Is there any specialty type bows or is it just straight bow? Yeah, I see multiple bows. Ah, Okay. Well, granted, bows are an interesting thing in the sense that a bow does the job that you need it to do, right? But as you get more proficient in anything, certain minute changes to something can have a dramatic effect on the sound that you create. Now, the average person might not notice this, but it could be night and day to you, right? Mm -hmm. So my violin costs about $3,000, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I tend to play on relatively cheap bows because I haven't got to that point where I've noticed that dramatic of a difference in my sound and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I put each, each, this is my, that's my best bow right there, the bottom one, right? But mm-hmm. I don't play on that because that's the event for formal occasions where I need the best sound possible, right? right. Those two on top of my wedding bows on the beach because sand has a, sand, seawater and all that stuff has a negative, completely negative impact on the sound that you create, cr- can create. And, let me not go into technical. That, that, that's a whole uh, other story yeah, for another yeah, day, yeah. right? But I, I, I got um, you, I feel you. Um, this bow here, this bow is sort of the middleman in a situation where mm. this used to be my best bow, mm. but I've had her for such a long time that she's starting to wear out. Um, mm. Granted, violin bows can be just as expensive as violins. Violin. The most yeah. expensive violin is about 15, 16 million dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was going that high. The yeah. most, ex- yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and there's a lot of bows that rival over $100,000. Think about this. This stick costs <laughs> over $100,000. Well, hey, if you got to play for a $15 million violin, you might as well play that coin for the bow too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I know, I think I was in an airport where a uh, bassist, he actually pays a plane ticket for his base. I have no choice in that matter. Do you not yeah. see how big that thing yeah, is? Yeah, but he's like, bro, <laughs> I don't want no one destroy it. So if you bug me, you have to pay for two plane tickets. One yeah, for one me and one for the base. That's a, that's a collateral issue when it comes to playing a string instrument. These instruments are extremely fragile yeah. and sensitive to the environment in every situation, right? Mm. So when we're traveling i can get a pass bringing this as a carry-on right mm. but someone like a cellist or a double bass yeah no choice they have to mm. that's basically a whole other person yeah, yeah. they have to bring along because you can't take that in the cargo hold because <laughs> there have been 
them, oh, maybe them guys, they, get, they could be flinging in the anger cap. You, you should be surprised at how much videos you see of people actually recording their instruments being thrown into the cargo holes. It, it, wow. So this is playing instruments. This could be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's fine. Oh, man. What dudes? All right, but, let me, go ahead. As um, we're talking about luxury and basically the violin and other string instruments of its elk cater to setting the mood mm-hmm. of certain atmosphere. So what is your old concept in catering to other people, significant others, and things like that? And I, I preface in all of this off the box of this week's controversy of they're trying to get the a Destiny's Child song cater to you canceled. <laughs> I, I haven't even heard of this situation. <laughs> wow, this is powerful. Um, for me, I think sometimes I downplay it, but I feel as if my role in certain in those type of situations is very critical for how the whole thing turns out. I mean, it's one thing to just go for a romantic dinner, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's a whole other thing to have another variable in the mix. And depending on what that variable does, it can either make or break the situation. That's how I consider myself to be when it comes to doing dinners, I consider myself to be that variable in the sense that if I don't do what I need to do right, it's basically the rest of the night is practically a disaster mm. on their part because I feel as if me not doing that good of a job basically just takes over straight into what happens the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. So when I play, I take a great effort in making sure that I'm putting my best sound forward, I guess you could say. I'm putting a sound forward that hopefully melts people's hearts. Mm-hmm. I try to put a sound out that touches them in the way that wants to be, they want to be affected in that situation. And my whole goal, whenever I play for a wedding or a funeral, is just putting the person at ease, I guess you could say, in that situation. For funerals, that's all you that's your only job to put someone at ease. Mm-hmm. For weddings, just making the situation about them, making sure that they know it's all about them. For dinners, just making sure they're comfortable. For engagements, yeah, yeah. just... Now, engagements is a whole other ball game because sometimes those things... I've had several engagements that went very south. You know exactly what I mean when I say that. And then I'm left there. Like, right? Wow. <laughs> I'm left there playing. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. That's all you need to do. Wah, as soon as it goes. That's the thing, like, what they play in the cartoons. <laughs> right? No. Some dead side. <laughs> yeah. Dead side. No, but it, it, it's very tense uh, to meet that person. Uh, did, did you actually one time just be like, let me play this to, to sort of lighten up? No. The- <laughs> no. I, it, Some it already, jiggy. It's already went down south. I can't be the person to make it worse. No. Uh, but, it, but it's a very interesting situation being put in that predicament. Very interesting. Uh, you could imagine. No, hi, Marty. No, no. <laughs> you just go down. Uh, oh, I like, you do I'm a barnyard concert type stuff. Yeah, you missed a crabs note. <laughs> like, what, 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 how, um, the smallest violin. Yeah, the smallest you just violin. get a small, small, small violin. Be like, 
I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, all right, all right. Um, But <laughs> yeah, hilarious. those uh, stressful situations. Um, I mean, again, but why is it stressful? You could just play a triumphant, like, you know, note. Nobody, nobody. The lady, one time, the lady boy. literally broke down crying and ran away. Oh, let me guess. She Oof. said, no. She said no. Yeah. She said she can't She's do like, this. Nope. If base the basically the reaction was like this relationship has to end if this is where it's going. And she just But she just chose I then know. to feel like wait this. Anyway, yeah. I've been to a very interesting engagement shoot recently too. Mm-hmm. Where the boy basically booked the photo shoot was that helping my boy Julian. Shout out to Julian. That's it. Oh uh, he I was graphing, I was I was the um gaffer. Mm-hmm. And Homeboy made it seem like this was like a birthday shoot. And this camera off too, bro. This one? Yeah. Oh, put that on. No, yeah. don't worry. The next one getting yeah. this one ain't off. So um, so I was gaffing the shoot. She made it seem like it was a birthday shoot for her. And he was like, wait, like make sure, make sure, like, you know, he about to pop the question. So that's why I waiting for him, like, you know, expecting it. And he just like. He just pulled up the ring. He didn't get on his knee. He wasn't even romantic. He's like, yeah, wait. Wow. <laughs> oh, girl. She take the ring and she's like, you ain't out for you. I'll be like, wait, this is just shoot for you. I ain't care. And it was in matching outfits. She didn't post nothing about hug being engaged even weeks to months later. It's like, wait, they ain't getting engaged, bro. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, this way, like, he, he halfway for pros. And she ain't even like, you know, women, like when they get a ring, she take the ring. She ain't putting nothing on her WhatsApp status, no nothing. And I be just like, wait, yeah. Yeah, well. that's not enough. Yikes. That's not enough. All right, allow me to nerd out for a minute before we close out. Um, uh-huh. Do you know about the Legend of Zelda series? You're going to ask me for a soundtrack, aren't you? I know I'm going to ask you. If you don't know about the Legend of Zelda series, look <laughs> it up. Or even when I get your info, I could just send you the series. No, I've heard good, about it. We've yeah. heard about it. Yeah, very good violinist music in that. So you might probably want to look into some of that stuff uh, too. Catch some people off guard. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now, I, granted, there's there's a lot of stuff um that that, that catch people off guard. Um um. Now, th- th- a lot of people ask me to do random stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what was the thing that everyone used to? It was a series that everyone was freaking out about. I, Game of Thrones. I, I think? was going to say probably Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah, that one. I, I get asked yeah, to do stuff series, like that a lot. Yeah, these mm-hmm. series got to. All right, yeah. one more thing. Um, you know, every violinist needs to know how to play this song. I know if you know how to play it. Um, you know, Nera might go out to thee from the Titanic with the violinist is playing when the Titanic is going out. Did you watch the Titanic? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, gosh. I know it, but it's <laughs> you know a, this song? I know it, but mm-hmm. it's one of those songs that is so far in the back of your mind. You don't, it, it's not yeah, right, right there, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. That is a Good song. That's okay. like, I guess the pit. That's, I call it the peak song for violence to play, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. See, now you got me stressed out because now I'm trying to dig deep. To I mean, we have a segment where you can run off a couple of tracks and things like that. Oh, too. wow. Yikes. Yeah. So, you know, we always like to highlight the artist. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes what's the acts? Uh. Anyway, I can't remember right now. It'll probably <laughs> hit me later. But, you know, you lightening up the mood, you being this well-accomplished violinist, and you already be... You in our Hall of Legends because we only have the legends on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Very powerful. Many have come through here and, you know, sat with us, but we only have the goats. And it's, last but not least, if you ain't learn nothing, you learn this. It's not that we are superior to you. It's just that you're inferior to us. See they say? <laughs> Radio. <laughs> but take us out with a number and then um, probably can attach a separate clip of Cameron giving us, you know, a couple yeah. of songs for the road. But i like to thank Cameron for coming on again. You know, we have to insatiate the vibe. You know, set the mood. But you know, this is everything cool. And before we go, we're going to let you hear a little bit of this. And how we always end, we would be like, we can see y'all later. But don't forget to follow Cameron on all his socials, links below, and everything like that. And I could talk forever, but I won't. <laughs> but we can get y'all on the next time when everything cool. Peace, love. Yeah, you see. And remember, remain regal. <laughs>